0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'll be hosting this episode today for you. It's where I give you news and views from a West Texan's biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in the mainstream media. So we got headlines to talk about today and I'm going to do this in two parts. First part's going to be my early morning uh, episode, which is right now. The second part is going to be my late evening episode because there's so much to talk about it's going to take two episodes to get all of this in so first let me tell you what we're going to talk about uh this morning as we could say my morning show so let's do this so biden helps create a fake palestinian history yeah guys you heard it and what else do we got going on we have got a magnitude 7.6 earthquake strikes indonesia Then we have, so a temple of the conservative movement will not say the prayer for Israel anymore. And this really is insane, he says. Uh, They just cannot stand that Israel voters freely opted for a Jewish government devoted to core Jewish values, abandoning 74 years of socialism and wokeism. Folks, we're going to talk about that today. Flood, mudslide, threats, prompt evacuations along California coast. We're going to talk about that today as well. And, set for a supreme showdown the fifth circuit rejects bump stock ban in contrast to other circuits we'll talk about that one quickly vaguely hit the top of that one and investigating the investigators what is a white house republicans gonna do about weaponization of the federal government here in the united states and we are facing the entire nato in ukraine kremlin says as uk moles battle tanks we'll talk a little bit about that and the big huge story um for this morning is u.s alarmed as erdogan hints at Assad's meeting amid moscow reconciliation talks so folks this is huge if you follow the bible and bible prophecy otherwise known as eschatology this is huge you guys are going to want to hear this and now for my later episode later on today we're going to say this is what's going on for that episode so we're going to say tucker carlson we were censored by white house for pointing out huge problems with COVID vaccines guys you're gonna hear all about that it's coming out you can't hide the truth anymore what else we got payback mccarthy to yank omar swalwell and Schiff from their house committee assignments Woohoo! Woohoo! yes praise the lord for that one and what else god using me in a different way the hamlin tweets his faith and that's on cbm we're gonna read that just quickly just give you a headline uh game day nothing i want more than to be running out of the tunnel with my brothers god using me in a different way today he says tell someone you love them today and do not fear the time this is how lindsey even those followers of jesus who live the most insulated of lives now regularly face Fallout from a deteriorating society. The rising tide of evil seems to be overtaking and overwhelming us. Governments often work against the best interests of their own citizens. Businesses squeeze more money from customers while giving less value in return. We're going to talk about that as well. This evening, and I'll give you the headline real quick on Tucker Carlson, too. So it was never really a secret there were huge problems with the COVID shots. We knew this because the Biden administration's own VAERS database indicated that from the beginning, a lot of people were being injured. But the media suppressed that news, Carlson said. We tried to point it out more than a year ago, not because we have a problem with vaccines or are anti-vaxxers, but because if you force people to take something, you probably ought to know what it is and what effects it might have. And then we'll go on to say a little bit more about that we'll read that article uh this evening when i get back so anyway folks we're gonna jump into these other articles so Biden helps create fake Palestinian history. Yes, folks. This is by Ryan Jones. And you can check it out at israeltoday.co.il by Ryan Jones. Posted on the 8th of January of this year, 2023. Says, why bolster a phony Palestinian narrative that denies Jewish history and puts peace further out of reach, he says. So, goes on to say, the Palestinians have a problem. They claim to be the indigenous population of the Holy Land with a history spanning thousands of years. And yet... There's no written, let alone physical evidence, of such a Palestinian, quote, culture or civilization ever existing at any time in history outside of the past 50 years. The Jews, by contrast, have a long and storied history in this land, heavily documented documented by both themselves and foreign civilizations like the Romans. Last week, the United States, quote, returned, unquote, an ancient artifact uncovered decades earlier in the region to the Palestinian Authority. Was this an attempt by Biden administration to tip the historical scales a little in the favor of the Palestinians? The item is a cosmetic spoon carved from ivory and etched with a winged beast. It was most likely used for pagan religious ceremonies. At the I'm sorry, at the repatriation event in Bethlehem, George Knoll, the head of the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, gushed, and he says, We are proud to facilitate the return of this rare antiquity, an example of Palestinian cultural patrimony. This is a historic moment between the American and Palestinian people in a demonstration of our belief in the power of cultural exchanges in building mutual understanding, respect, and partnership." Unquote. Excuse me while I whop the out of my mouth. Okay, so the Palestinian Authority is today the political body governing the area where the spoon was found. But to celebrate this as a repatriation of Palestinian, quote, heritage is disingenuous to say the least. The spoon is known to be of Assyrian origin, dating to 700 to 800 B.C., before Christ, mm-hmm. uh, the period of time that the Bible records the Assyrian invasion and occupation of the kingdoms of Israel in Judah. Nevertheless, Palestinian Authority treated the event as ironclad evidence of Palestinian Arab history in this land. Quote, this artifact is important as it acquires its real scientific and archaeological value in its authentic location, unquote, said Palestinian Authority Minister of Tourism, Rula Maya. As for the Americans, they surely weren't naive enough to think the Palestinians couldn't or wouldn't claim the Assyrian artifact as a piece of their own fictional history. After all, they announce every Christian or they, they announce every Christmas that Jesus was a Palestinian despite the absolutely overwhelming evidence, including his own recorded words that he came as a Jew to the Jewish people. The Americans knew how the Palestinians would relate to this event. They knew how it would be used to bolster the false Palestinian narrative. And they know that promotion of that narrative, which denies any Jewish link to this land, is a primary obstacle to peace. Hardly the move of a dedicated peace broker. Whoo, guys, you can check more of this article out at israeltoday.co.il. Because I want to say two responses. And uh, that, I'm, I'm telling you, folks, it's insane. It's insane. How, how should we respond? Well, this is absolute ridiculousness. But you see how the world is moving about. There has to be peace in the Middle East. Because it's going to be a false pseudo peace remember the antichrist is gonna rise up and he's gonna sign this seven-year peace treaty with israel and oh man everybody's gonna say look what he has done yeah anyway read your bible daniel even more uh, importantly if you want to know how that turns out <laughs> yeah, not only that but you can read um uh Revelation to find out how more of that turns out. So, what else we got? So, a temple of the conservative movement will not say the prayer for Israel anymore. It says israelnationalnews.com dot com, and this is by Rabbi Professor Dov Fisher, and it was posted um yesterday, the ninth of January. So he says, it really is insane. They cannot, they just cannot stand that Israel's voters freely opted for a Jewish government devoted to core Jewish values. Abandoning 74 years of socialism and wokeism. This is an op-ed. Goes on to say, Israel just conducted free elections. So an American Jewish organization and their non-Orthodox rabbis and non-Orthodox denominations are going absolutely berserk here in the United States. It really is insane. It has not been this bad since Major League Baseball determined that one-time Jewish baseball superstar Ryan Braun had been cheating all along in taking performance-enhancing drugs. They just cannot stand that Israel's voters freely opted for a Jewish government devoted to core Jewish values and abandoning all the socialism, right? 74 years of it. For years, we Orthodox Jews have found a way to make our peace with the quirks of Israel electoral politics that denied freedoms to all non-socialist Jews, forced Marxist socialism down throats, violated Judaic religious beliefs, and threatened the very character of the Jewish people. Such governments were socially engineered by socialist whim. Once again, guys, this article is written by Rabbi Professor Dov Fischer. So he goes on to say, they decided people need washing machines, not dryers. So they pushed juice to hang dry their clothes by doubling the process on dryers, not washers. They go on to say, uh, they decided that people did not need to record television shows, so they allowed their fair market prices on television, but imposed double pricing on video recorders. They imposed double pricing on freezers, though they left refrigerators alone because they decided in Haifa, or wherever that people do not need freezers. However, many Orthodox Jews need extra freezer space to feed their larger families, often located distant. Uh, often located distant from nearby butchers. Most recently, they imposed punitive taxes on disposable plates and flatware, a staple of large Orthodox families and yeshivas. He said. For decades, the socialist tyrants forced workers to violate their consciences and to join Marxist socialist unions. In order for me to teach in Israel, I was coerced into joining the uh, Histadrut labor mafia and they, they deducted dues payments from my salary. He says he fought them and was told he would be fired. So he held long talks with his students and decided that he could do more good teaching those teens and paying protection money to the Marxist Union's mafia than by standing on principle and leaving those kids with a replacement teacher who enjoyed supporting the Histradu. So he's on to say, uh, at the supermarket, the marxist socialist charge Fair market for cornflakes, but more than double the market value of rice krispies. I asked why. They explained, people need cornflakes. People do not need rice krispies. Who made these crazy rules and laws? What Cretan Apertik in Haifa or on Disengulf had the right to impose on me a breakfast of cock a when my year my ears yearned for snap crackle pop. Most famously, these tyrants of Marxist philosophy decided that because everyone must be equal, therefore no one in Israel could have color televisions. TV sets were being manufactured to display in color. So the socialist Marxists forced every television sold in Israel to have a special device inserted into the mechanism to kill the color picture and make it telecast in glorious black and white. Israelis in the underground, perhaps inspired by the Yurkin Yikish and the Hegana, underground of your then invented a counter device to insert into the tv to when the government was not watching a device could reverse the pernicious insanity of the black and white device so you bought a tv paid the higher prices being charged now that they were being made With the new technology for color programs. Then had to pay an additionally for the anti-color device to make your TV screen black and white. And then paid an extra for the underground illegal device to outsmart the Marxist device. That buys a lot of Rice Krispies. At last, would have shrugged. Atlas would have shrugged, he says. (laughs) Uh, The Marxists who ran Israel drove many good and honest people to be crooks. Taxes were absurd, so people played around with their finances. Three sets of books, one to show loss for the government, one to show profit for prospective new buyers of the business, and one to show the honest numbers to decide whether the business was prospering or failing. The Marxist socialist government bureaucrats determined blanketly that all independent entrepreneurs, that is, all non salaried Israelis, by definition, cheat the tax system by cooking their books. So the Marxists imposed an automatic extra tax, automatic extra tax folks on entrepreneurs, even honest ones to compensate the government for the presumed tax cheating. That meant that honest entrepreneurs who never would have cheated saw they must pay extra tax on the assumption that they are cheating. No, he says. So they had no choice but to cheat in parallel to the penalty tax, just to even the score. After 2,000 years of Jews in exile having to even or having to even the finances when Jew-hating governments imposed special head taxes on them, now Israeli Marxist socialists found a way to preserve a tradition. Jews arbitrarily were denied permits to build on Jewish land. When Jews got permission to build, the government unreasonably set restrictions on how many meters the house could be and how much land gets around the house. Talk about freedom, he asks. Who decided that after 3,300 years of defining a Jew as one born of a Jewish mother or converted accordingly, uh, according to the normative Jewish law, Halakha, I'm sorry I must have murdered that. I'm sorry. But anyway, um so suddenly a kid whose parents both are non-Jewish and whose two grandmothers and one grandfather are non-Jewish gets to be fined as a Jew by virtue of having descended from one Jewish grandfather who married a non-Jew and then reared a non-Jewish household, question mark. By what right was the law returned And that status quo changed in 1970. So now non-Orthodox and woke secular American Jews cannot abide a freely elected Jewish government. There are many reasons for their hysteria. A primary factor is that so many American Jewish leaders themselves are as Jewish as Marilyn Monroe was. And if they are Jewish, odds are enormous that their kids are their major donors who bolster their organizations and temples following or follow that Monroe Doctrine, marry a non-Jewish lady, have her get a reform or conservative, quote, conversion, and then call her and her non-Jewish children Jewish. Thus, their panic over an Israeli government that may define Jews by the normative definition of 3,300 years instead of the Hitler definition of one grandparent. It has been said that one reason so many secular and non-Orthodox American Jews always have hated Trump is that, unlike them, he has Jewish grandchildren. Think about that. Some 30 to 40% of, America, of people in America who define themselves as Jews simply are not Jews. More than 50% of people who identify as Reformed Jew temples are intermarried. These are facts. Reform rabbi leaders brag on these facts. They actually are proud of all their intermarriages. See Jewish Louisville, Lew- of course, you can see November the 23rd, 2018, page 9, Audacious Hospitality. And anyway, It goes on to give that sighting um, uh, right there. You can go check it out. So, indeed, some prominent American rabbis and American form temple reform temples are outright non-Jews themselves. In America, it is all a game. Marilyn Monroe is Jewish. Elizabeth Taylor is Jewish. Find a reformed rabbi. Take a few classes on civil rights and diversity. Learn a hora and a few Hebrew words. Pay the bill and mazel tov! Welcome to the tribe. So now a news report comes that a conservative rabbi at a woke conservative temple in Manhattan, not to be confused with another woke conservative temple that cut out locks um, from after services kiddish to save the species, has announced that he and his conservative temple no longer will recite the prayer of Israel. Hmm. Instead of my commenting directly, I close by sharing a parable that a Christian pastor friend once told me. And the wiser reader can connect the dots. He says, um, There was a megaplex church in Texas, one of the biggest that attracted thousands of worshipers every week. One Sunday morning, as the pastor was in the middle of his homely, a young fellow in his 20s walked into the church, continued down the aisle as the pastor was speaking, and plunked himself down right in the middle of the walkway aisle because all the seats were filled. He was dressed in torn jeans, a stained undershirt, and had no shoes or socks on. Amid a discernible hush in the congregation, the gentle pastor paused and softly said to the young man, Son, uh, would you, uh, would, uh, he goes, Son, uh, would like you to go home and speak to God. Tell him where you were this morning and ask him how to dress when you come into this church. And then please come back next week. Uh, The following Sunday morning, the identical scene, the fellow shows up. Midway through the pastor's sermon, plunks himself down in the middle aisle, is wearing his torn jeans and stained undershirt and no socks and no shoes. The congregation is even more mortified, but the pastor is calm and loving. Son, did you do as I asked? Did you speak to God and ask him how to dress at this church? The young man responded in a surprisingly respectful turn. Yes, pastor. I told him. I told him where I had gone to worship. I asked him. Um, how to dress properly at this church. The pastor was surprised and impressed. And did God respond to you? Uh, did he answer? Yes, pastor. And what did he say to you about the proper way to dress this church? In the most humble and respectful of tones, the young man replied. He told me he does not know because he's never been here. So there you have it, folks. Kind of the opposite of the United States. They want however you dress. Just come to church. We don't care. Just bring us your money. Show us the money. No, I'm sorry. Joel Osteen of the world. Just give me God's good. If you sow into my million dollar home and my million dollar jet, whoo! the Lord's going to give you maybe ten dollars. Yes, yes, just give me your money. Money. Yeah, anyway, I hope you guys see the, the, the truth in this. That is a false prophet. Anybody who worships up another God other than God Almighty, And these are false, they worship money, they worship um, uh, attraction, they think if you speak it enough times, it's going to happen. All this stuff is a false gospel, folks. This is all a false gospel, which brings me, as I'm reading through the Bible this year, which brings me to uh, Deuteronomy and chapter 13, and I'm going to read you about uh, five verses, and this is punishment of the apostates, and listen to what God says says, if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love your Whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage, to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. Now, when you talk about people, thou shalt not touch God's anointed, you hear all this baloney, phony baloney. That they tell you all the time you know you can't blah 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 that's whatever no well if they're really god's anointed and then they wouldn't be telling you to follow false paths false gods money is a false god all this other stuff is a false god this attraction all this garbage this mantra that they if you say it you're gonna you can speak this into existence let me tell you something the only person that can speak anything into existence is god almighty god almighty you know it. I know it. The Bible tells us that. But they're going to tell you all these things. These little little God syndrome and like all this other stuff. Folks, don't listen to them. Like I say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. <laughs> and then you'll know. But if you don't, you're not going to know. You won't know that they're lying to you. So let's move right along so I can get through these. Um, okay, so... Let's see. Here's we got fu- flood, mudslides, prompt evacuations uh, along the California coast. So the latest in a string of Pacific storms blamed for at least 12 deaths. So California on Monday, prompting evacuations of some 25,000 people, including the entire town of Montecito in nearby areas of the Santa Barbara coast due to heightened flood and mudslide risk. The Montecito evacuation zone was among 17 California regions, where authorities worry a series of torrential downpours since late December could unleash lethal cascades of mud, boulders, and other debris and hillsides stripped bare of vegetation by the past wildflowers. Woo! Guys, we need to be in prayer for California. My brothers live in California. I have one... Um, in Southern California and have another one in Southern California. We won't name city names, but you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it goes on to say the mandatory evacuations came five years after mudslides from heavy rains struck newly fire-scarred slopes and canyons around Montecito. in affluential uh, coastal Enclave, 90 miles northwest of Los Angeles, causing widespread damage and killing more than 20 people in January of 2018. Sheriff's deputies were out ply, uh, plying flooded roads in armored high-clearance Bearcat SWAT vehicles to rescue residents trapped by high water, said Raquel Zeke, a Santa Barbara uh, County Sheriff spokesperson told Reuters. So, Among the nearly 9,000 residents of Montecito, many with opulent homes in the picturesque town are such celebrities as, uh, we're not going to go into there because I really don't care about any of these people. So anyway, it doesn't really matter who lives there, in my opinion. Anyway, um, but it says it was not immediately clear whether they were among those forced to flee the area. But we'll go on and let you guys read that if you want to. Um, I do not, um, I don't listen to those folks. It goes on to say how Mother Nature's not happy. Yeah you can see how they got all this all about oh i'm sure they're gonna turn into climate change and all of this stuff and i'll let you guys read that if you want to i'm not a big um i just don't promote celebrities or anything like that they call themselves i don't call them anything me they're just i don't even care there's another person but anyway so for a supreme court showdown fifth circuit rejects bump stock ban in contrast to other circuits yes we'll talk about that a little bit you go dot com. zerohedge.com is by tyler durden posted on monday the 9th of january of so, it's authored by Jonathan Turley. So, the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Court Circuit has handed down a major opinion in Cargill versus Garland. Uh, it gives you the number. They're ruling 13 to 3 that the ATF ban on bump stocks is unlawful. The in bank decision found that a bump stock may be many things, but it is not a machine gun. goes on to say. Uh, On December the 18th, 2018, the ATF issued a rule that bump stock would now be considered unlawful as machine guns and gave bump stock owners 90 days to surrender their devices. After that deadline, possession would be treated as a Federal crime. The specific statement read In part, the Department of Justice is amending the regulations of the Bureau of uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives to clarify that bump stock top devices, meaning bump fire stocks, slide fire devices, and devices with certain similar characteristics are machine guns, as defined by the National Firearms Act of 1934 and the Gun Control Act of 1968. Uh, because such devices allow a shooter of a semi automatic rifle to initiate a continuous firing cycle with a single pull of a trigger however on january 6 2023 the fifth circuit handed down its decision rejecting the rule it explained the technical aspects for the case as well as the clear shift in interpretation by the atf and it says in quote A bump stock is a fire attachment, a firearm attachment that allows a shooter to harness the natural recoil of a semi-automatic weapon to quickly re-engage the trigger after firing, enabling him to shoot at an increased rate of speed. When ATF first considered the type of bump stocks as issues here, it understood that they were not machine guns. ATF maintained this position for over a decade, issuing many interpretation letters. Uh, to that effect to members of the public. Judge Jennifer Walker Elrod wrote in her majority opinion that public pressure to ban bump stocks was tremendous. After the mass shooting in Las Vegas on October first, 2017, however, a plain reading of the statutory language paired with close consideration of the mechanics of a semi-automatic rifle or firearm reveals that a bump stock is excluded from the technical definition of, quote, machine gun, unquote set forth in the Gun Control Act and National Firearms Act. The majority further explained the government's regulation violates these principles. As an initial matter, it purports to allow ATF rather than Congress to set forth the scope of criminal prohibitions. Indeed, the government would outlaw bump stocks by administrative fiat even though the very same agency routinely interpreted the ban on machine guns as not applying to the type of bump stocks at issue here nor can we say that the statutory definition unambiguously supports the government's interpretation as noted above we conclude that it unambiguously does not but even if we are wrong the statute is at least ambiguous in this regard and if the statute is ambiguous, Congress must cure that ambiguity, not the federal courts. You can go on a little bit more of that at zerohedge.com. There you go. There's a little bit of um, common sense left, right? A little bit of um, conservatism left in our courts and systems here in the United States. For how long? Well, who knows? Investigating the investigators. You know, it's about time they did that. So they're going to make this subcommittee uh, all about that, the weaponization Um, Of the FBI, of course, you know, coming after um, the government, using that to come after people and their political opponents. So they have uh, come up with a subcommittee for that. And we'll see how that turns out. That's going to be, um, uh, McCarthy said he's committed to doing that. And so not only is that going to cover just the FBI, but it's going to be the DOJ, Department of Homeland Security, CIA, NSA. Uh, And, of course, it's going to um, include the efforts by the Biden administration, the FDA, CDC, to eliminate unapproved speech about the COVID-19. And how the FBI made sure social media companies, including Twitter took down alleged misinformation about the 2020 election and had a part in the suppression of the Hunter Biden story. There'll be so much more that they can dig up out of that. And so we look forward to seeing all about that. But if you want to read that article, guys, you can go to ZeroHedge.com and that's uh, by Tyler Durden. It was authored by Technofog via Recreationary if you want to check that out. Folks, so what else? Here's a go. We are facing the entire NATO in Ukraine, Mrs. Kremlin says, as the UK mulls battle tanks. The event in Ukraine aren't uh, the events in Ukraine aren't a clash between Moscow and Kiev. It's a military confrontation of NATO. First of all, the U.S. and Britain with Russia. Fearing a direct engagement, NATO instructors pushed Ukrainian men to certain death, he said, in a fresh interview with state-owned newspaper, AIF.ru. So, this is uploaded to Zero Hedge as well and it's uh, Tyler Durden. He goes on to talk a little bit about that as well and so, um, he goes on to say um, we move on down here. It says uh, Petrushev uh, continued by describing Russia's military as geared towards seeking to free its regions from occupation. It must put an end to the West's bloody experiment uh, to destroy the fraternal people of Ukraine. He says, we are not at war with Ukraine because we can't have hatred for ordinary Ukrainians by default, he stressed. He then presented Russian and Ukrainian heritage and closely bound them together according to state media. This is their state media. It says, and I quote, get this. the Ukrainian." language is one of the official languages in crimea ukrainian cultural centers ukrainian folk song and dance uh, groups continue to exist in many cities a considerable number of people in the south of the far east regard ukrainian culture as their own given a large proportion of migrants from the times of Stolypin. he said for referring to the Pyotr Stolypin, a prime minister of the russian empire uh, in the early 1900s who oversaw a resettlement policy he goes on to say, uh, the sooner the people of Ukraine realize that the West is using them to wage a war on Russia, the more lives will be saved. Uh, Patrushev added, many um, have realized that long ago, but they are afraid to say that publicly out of fear of reprisals. It's not a part of the West's plan to save someone's life to determine or uh, to the detriment of its enrichment and other ambitions. Even so, the Americans, the British, and other Europeans often create an illusion that they protect civilization from barbarians. He goes on to say, he then referenced the ongoing Western-backed attempts of Kiev to make Russian language and cultural illegal, which directly impacts millions in the region. Quote, All this story with Ukraine was engineered by Washington to rehearse the technologies of divided Of Dividing a people, that's one in so discord, he said. Uh, Meanwhile, there's a growing move among the uh, the leading NATO countries to being transferring Western tanks and troops carriers to the Ukrainian battlefield. Starting last week, France began leading the way, resulting in a fierce response from the Kremlin. And this is what it says. This is Russian state-affiliated media, and it says, French President Emmanuel Macron, by agreeing to send amx 10 rc wheeled tanks to Ukrainian, has crossed a red line, and Murphy had to jump up here because she wants to see what's going on, (laughs) has crossed a red line and broke a military taboo, becoming the first Western leader to make the step, the Telegraph Telegraph reported. But following this warning that a red line has been crossed, the Biden administration approved sending Bradley fighting vehicles. And now Britain is the next to be mulling tanks for Ukrainian forces, as Sky News reports on Monday. Folks, it's getting a little crazy over there. And uh, in square degrees, that's my little doggie. He's agreeing, too. He's growling a little bit. He goes, oh, mom, this could get bad. Dog mom. (laughs) So, guys, eh, you can kind of see we're still on the precipice of maybe a world war. Because um, what did Putin say, you know, he this is NATO, and now we are helping at Ukraine. So I'll leave that with you guys. You guys can make your own assumptions on that. I know what I think, and I'm sure you guys have your own opinions on that as well. Now, here's the main story. U.S. alarmed as Erdogan hints at Assad meeting amid Moscow reconciliation talks. This is the one I want to talk to you guys about. This is the big one. Yes, it is. So, let's jump into it. All right. So, U.S. alarmed as Erdogan hints at Assad meeting amid Moscow reconciliation talks. This is via the cradle. Posted by Tyler Durden at zerohedge.com. So, during a speech in Ankara last Thursday, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan into that a meeting with his Syrian counterpart, Bashar al-Assad, may soon take place as part of efforts for peace, of course. Um, He added that a tripartite meeting between the foreign ministers of Turkey, uh, Russia, and Syria is scheduled to be held in the near future in the first time since 2011. Erdogan said as Russia, Turkey, Syrian, we have launched the process through the meeting of our intelligence chiefs and defense ministers in Moscow. Then God willing, we will bring our foreign ministers together trilaterally. Then depending on the developments, we will come together as leaders. He goes on to say There's some videos on that via Reuters. Uh, The upcoming meeting aims to enhance communication after Russian-sponsored talks between the Turkish and Syrian defense ministers were held in Moscow on December the 28th. The meeting was the highest level of official meeting between Ankara and Damascus uh, since the start of the Syrian war. In a phone call with Russian President Vladimir Putin on January the 5th, Erdogan called on the Syrian government to, quote, take the steps to achieve a tangible solution concerning the case of Syria. Unquote. The U.S. is uh, seeking to... Establish a middle ground between Ankara uh, and the SDF in order to prevent Turkish Syrian reconciliation. The Syrian Turkish uh, rapprochement via declared Russian mediation was paralleled by Emirati Syrian re, uh, rapprochement, the latest of which was a brotherly meeting aimed at strengthening cooperation and restoring historical relations between Assad and Foreign Minister of the UAE, Abdallah bin Zaid Al Nahyan. Uh, according to SANA. Folks, I'm sorry if i murder these names. I always tell you, I'm just a Texas girl. Anyway, uh, so Saudi, uh, Saudi newspaper Al Shark Al Aswat uh, reported that the UAE seeks to, quote, join Russia in sponsoring Syrian Turkish relations at a high level, unquote. Goes on to say and noted that the Emirati Syrian rapprochement, okay, I'm not sure what this is, but it's some of the foreign minister's visit to the Damascus sought to arrange. Turkey's participation in the tripartite meeting of Syrian-Turkish-Russian foreign ministers, making it a quadripartite meeting. So the meeting is meant to pave the way for a presidential meeting between Erdogan and Assad in the presence of Putin. Reportedly, the UAE has offered to host this summit with a possibility of high-level UAE official being present at the meeting if it will be held in Moscow. The Ashark al Aswat added that Turkish Foreign Minister Melvit Kuvazoklo plans to visit Washington on the 16th and 17th of January to brief U.S. officials on the development of the Turkish-Syrian normalization. His meeting with Syrian Foreign Minister Faisal and in the roadmap, quote, sponsored by Moscow. Goes on to say, in the context of security, military, political, and economic fields, as agreed upon by the defense ministers, as well as the intelligence chiefs in Syria, Turkey, and Russia over the past weeks. Goes on to say, as Turkey has been launching successive operations against Kurdish groups, both on the Turkish-Syrian border, as well as with Syria itself, under the Operation Claw Sword um, a Russian official informed Al-Shak al that a high-ranking U.S. official will be visiting Ankara in the coming hours as part of efforts to mediate between Turkey and the SDF in northern uh, Syria. So, folks, I don't know if you remember what the Bible says about Damascus, but the Bible says it will be blown off the face of the earth. It will be gone. It will be no more. Overnight, boom, they'll wake up and it'll be gone. And so we kind of see all this stuff happening right now. And of course, the countries that are coming together in Ezekiel 38 and 39, these are those countries that will form an alliance and will invade Israel in the end times. Well, hello. You know, I don't have to be the one to tell you that we are living in the end days, in the end times. And um, we do know this is going to happen. And of course, there's just more formulation of this coming together. And we see it really, really beginning to materialize now. And so that's why I wanted to jump on and throw that article um, to you guys. Because now you can read the rest of this article at zerohedge.com. There's a lot to it. A lot of heavy stuff to it. And uh, you guys can read through that if you um, so desire. And so while I got a little bit of time left. i got about 15 minutes here. Let's jump into, um, let's go to the Damar Hamlin tweet. And so... Um, what amazing, what amazing thing. Oh guys, I did want to tell you uh, my friend is doing um so far so good. Um she is doing good. Um they said it was a tear to her aorta and this is my friend Kimberly, she had a tear in her aorta, and um and so the uh I guess the, there was a blood clot and it caused a tear. So they went in, they fixed that, and then she was doing good, and then you know everything went bad. And uh, her blood pressure is down. Her kidneys aren't functioning right. Um, Of course, nothing can function right when your blood pressure is down because there's something else, you know. So her kidneys aren't working right. Her lungs aren't working right. Her liver's not working right. And so we need to get her blood pressure up. um, So guys, keep praying. Please keep praying. Um, God is good. He is good. He's miraculous. He is our compassionate Heavenly Father. And so I keep praying and that he will heal her. And I believe he will. I totally believe that he will. What he does for one, he'll do for another one. Because he's no respecter of persons, he says. And well, he just healed um, DeMar Hamlin. So I have total faith that God will restore Kimberly um, Brock, Brock's health to her. I have complete, complete faith. But anyway, guys, keep on praying that these will work. They said that she may have more blood clots in her heart. So we are praying. Um, they have to be very careful of the medicine that they give her because of... Um, her blood pressure and her kidneys not functioning correctly. You know, the kidneys filter out and the liver filter out all the poison. So we got to be very careful what they give her. She is um, on a breathing machine. So folks, please pray that we can get her off of that. Please pray. Um, thank you guys so much for your prayers. It means so much to me. And I know her family and friends as well, too. So, Anyway, let's jump into this wonderful article. It's by CBNnews.com. dot com. A C B N is in boy, so a not you know yeah. So a God using me in a different way. Demar Hamlin tweets his faith as entire NFL teams bow in prayer. Is uh, posted on uh, the ninth of January by Talia are wise And so, Buffalo Bill Safety's Damar Hamlin was transferred from the University of Cincinnati Medical Center today and was flown home to Buffalo where a doctor said he is doing well. Hamlin will continue his recovery at a Buffalo hospital. It's the latest answer to prayer for millions of people as the 24-year-old shows steady signs of improvement. Still, Hamlin is asking for more prayers as he still faces a long road of healing ahead. The good news comes um, after big plays and big prayers Uh, took center stage this weekend as NFL players showed strong support for Hamlin less than a week after he collapsed on the field from cardiac arrest. Uh, A joint statement from the Bills and the University of uh, Cincinnati Medical Center had indicated Hamlin was still in critical condition over the weekend. DeMar is making continued progress in his recovery, yet remains in critical condition, according to the statement, which was issued on Saturday. He continues to breathe on his own, and his neurological function is excellent. Although Hamlin was not able to return to the stadium for his team's game on Sunday, he tweeted that God is using him in a, quote, different way. And this is his quote right here. He goes, game day, nothing I want more than to be running out that tunnel with my brothers. God using me in a different way today. Tell someone you love them today. Let's go at Buffalo Bills. Stu goes on to say. Uh, meanwhile, the Bills scored a touchdown on the opening kickoff against the New England Patriots, paying tribute to Hamlin. And an in Indianapolis Colts safety, Rodney Thomas, accelerated Hamlin's ongoing recovery by running to the third yard line after snagging an interception against Houston Texans quarterback. Dave Mills because on say Rodney Thomas went to the high school with well went to high school with Damar Hamlin after uh, Thomas's interception today he brought the ball to the 30 yard line uh, which has the three highlighted in red um, honor of uh hamlin so that's super awesome so other players showed their support through prayer the jacksonville jaguars and tennessee titans bowed down in the middle of the football field to pray for hamlin during saturday's game and derwin james and russell wilson both wore number three and prayed on the field before the broncos chargers game on sunday afternoon folks this just gives me goosebumps praise the lord hamlin received a uh, Thank, Hamlin recently thanked the millions who have prayed for his survival and recovery. When he put real love out in the world, it comes back to you three times as much, he wrote on Instagram. The love has been overwhelming, but I'm thankful for every single person that prayed for me and reached out. We've brought the world back together behind this. If you know me, you know this only going to make me stronger, he says, on a long road, keep praying for me he says hamlin continued to recover after he collapsed on the field a week ago in a monday night game on televised on national television in cincinnati hamlin had just tackled Bengals wide right receiver t higgins in the first quarter it's not clear uh, whether there is a definite connection between the hit and hamlin's collapse but physicians at the university of uh, cincinnati are considering the possibility that hamlin suffered a yeah we're not gonna go into that you know how i feel about that he hit i'm gonna tell you this one he had just received his fourth um he, he had just gotten the um What do you call it? The booster. The booster like on Thursday. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Anyway, uh, the event led to a widespread amount of prayer and support. Even football analyst Dan Orlovsky uh, paused in mid-show to pray aloud on ESPN Live Television. Praise God. So Jeffrey Scholes, associate professor of religious studies at the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs, said he hasn't seen such a public outpouring of prayer in any sport. Dan Orlovsky breaking out in prayer was just kind of stunning, Skull said. I've never seen anything like that. It looked more like the 700 Club than it did ESPN for a bit there. Hamlin's family is also offering uh, their thanks for all the prayers offered up on his behalf. DeMar announced he is raising money for the first responders in the University of Cincinnati Trauma Center who are helping him during his recovery. Hamlin's chasing in the foundation raised a stunning $8.5 million in the last week from fans just looking for an outlet to show their support for him. Uh, Supporters, team owners, and players like Russell Wilson and Tom Brady continue to support the foundation. Goes on to say, "Um, Folks, it's amazing. It is amazing. So when it comes to an actual life and death situation, people will pray. People will pray. And they're going to pray on national live television. They're going to pray. And you're going to see teams coming to the middle field, bowing knees and praying heartfelt prayers. You're going to see this. And I think that this, you know, through this tragic event, God has been has been glorified. All of this brings attention to God. And that's what glorifying God means. So in these end times, let's pray for a revival in the United States of America. Now, I know our government, probably whatever, but the people, the people of the United States, the people of the world, France, UK, Switzerland, Australia, New Zealand, all over Ireland, uh, you know, Ukrainians, everybody. There are Christians around the world, China, North Korea. Believe me, there are Christians in North Korea. So... Pray for them. We need to pray for all of our brothers and sisters in Africa and Mexico and all over. Honduras, everywhere. We need to be praying. We need to pray. North Korea, South Korea, Taiwan, uh, ever, everywhere. Russia. There are Christians in Russia. There are Christians everywhere. Our brothers and sisters are across the world. We need to all join and just pray that the people, would, the lost people, would come to the Lord Jesus Christ while they still have time while they still have time there's still time christ has a yank this church out here there's still time for you to repent of your sin ask christ to forgive you ask him to be your savior and you i mean that's it as far as the east is from the west he has forgiven you of your sin i don't care what you've done i don't care i don't care god has made a way no matter what it doesn't matter what you've done i don't care some my, some me. you and God. God God says, Hey, I sent my son to forgive you of all that. His shed blood covers everything. There is not a sin that you have committed that Jesus Christ's blood will not cover. Nothing. Nothing. I don't care how bad you think it is, how wretched we're all wretched. We're just wretched in our different ways. It doesn't matter what you've done. I don't care. There is nothing. No sin. No evil wickedness, nothing that Jesus' blood will not cover, will not forgive you. You just have to ask him you just have to humble yourself and ask him say jesus i am a sinner i am a wretched sinner you have to know that you have sinned against a holy righteous god why else would you need a savior hello <laughs> we like oh he was such a good person there's nobody good jesus and no one's good except god the father nobody all of our good works are like filthy rags to god that's it that's it today is the day of salvation god says today is the day and i pray today is the day for you if you haven't accepted christ as your savior i pray today is the day that you accept jesus christ as your savior cry out to him the bible says whoever calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved and shall is a very strong word you know the english language doesn't really it's not very i don't know descriptive it's not really you know it's kind of eh. but the greek and hebrew are very descriptive it's like one word in greek can encompass like 15 20 words in english so it's very you know whoo, really gotta get that's why i got to get into the word any word studies got to get into that but anyway guys make today that day make today the day that you accept christ as your savior and if you're already a saved person uh born again believer in jesus christ and you know you're living in sin yeah yeah we've all done it we've all done it we've all sinned today's the day you should repent of that sin come back to christ and say i'm sorry please forgive me of my sin i know i'm a sinner. He's going to forgive you. And then he's going to restore that right relationship with God. Does that mean that you're going to go to hell? If you already believed, if you go back to sin, no, no. Once saved, you are always, if you're truly born again, you are saved. That's it. Nothing can snatch you out of the father's hand. Read the gospel of John, you know, learn. If there was to be one book, if you've never read the Bible, if you've never read the Bible, the first book I would tell you to read is the book of John. That's it. And you're going to get an all-encompassing view. And then the second, I would go with Romans. Romans would be your second book to read. Uh, just kind of, that's, my, that's what I would say to do. Um, but then again, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Um, Galatians. Galatians is an excellent one. Um, lots of good books in the Bible. But to start, if you've never read your Bible and you want to know about Jesus, read the book of John. Book of John. And there's John 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Jude is the half-brother of Jesus. That's the, that's the book right before Revelation. <laughs> and then James. James is the half-brother of Jesus as well. That's a good one to read. And anyway, guys. Oh, and Acts. Gotta read Acts. <laughs> so much. So much is in the Word of God today. Let that be today that you get into the Word of God. So anyway, remember that. Somebody tells you um, that you're too, too dirty or whatever and God will not forgive you and he don't want. No. Get out of that. Those people those people are lost if you go to a church and they shun you or they mock you or whatever get out of that church get out because i'm gonna tell you right now if god doesn't remember your sin then those people shouldn't either there you have it there you have it as brothers and sisters we are not to shun our fellow brothers and sisters or those people that are coming in to look for salvation that need help it's kind of like a hospital for sinners basically is what the church is you've got to come in you've got to know you're a sinner and you have to know hey this is contrary to the to the law of God. You've got to know. You have to know. Anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off here. Because, you know, <laughs> we have to at least say bye twice. As Texans, we have to. That's the inherent. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm really going to get off here. So, as always, get into the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And if you'd like to read more about the apostates and what happens to them, you can read Deuteronomy chapter 13 today. There you go. All right guys, thank you much. Thank you so much for listening and uh you know my prayer is that God would use this podcast somehow to reach the lost people to encourage those who are believers and to just keep everybody's eyes wide open that we are living in the end days and all of these headlines point to the soon return of Jesus Christ and while we go with uh titus chapter thirty two thirteen as we look for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior jesus christ so with that get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha